I wear progressives, so I'm. Uh, Wait, but I, I thought progressive meant from prescription to uh, sunglasses. No, 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 that no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, that's that's transitional lenses. Oh, okay. Those are the okay. ones that change color. Progressives are your bifocals, but instead of having the line, nigga, you wear bifocals. Yes, I, they're like reading glasses, right? So, like reading on the bottom, and then regular, you know, I can't see distances. You know, I guess that would be me nearsighted. But I'm both because I I have uh, bifocals, and you Vinnie guys probably. And you guys probably need them too. Just don't don't realize. Isn't it she lovely? <laughs> <That's your jokes. laughs> Fuck you. Isn't she wonderful? I like to thank all the people who I, I want to thank all, everybody who works on the album. <laughs> this is another episode of Decoding Forty. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. Zello, live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Alar, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> Hello, Google. I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a pack. Welcome to Decoding 40. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my main man. This is your boy L.O. a.k.a. Do Not Shoot. I repeat, do not shoot me. It's your boy Vin in the building. What's good? 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 This is Alaric. So what's going on in your lives, fellas? Let's start with my main man, Hello, What's going on in your life, L? Aside from dodging the police at every possible turn, I have been locking myself in a uh, severe hip-hop space. I think it's FX. has a very interesting documentary that I watch called Hip-Hop Uncovered. And it's it's heavily tilted towards those who produced it, which, you know, it's that's the name of the game. The heroes get to write the stories. But I mean, these are black heroes, so I, I like it. So it's it's about um, have any of you guys watched this? Um, I watched like the first three or four episodes. OK, so um, through most of it, it's only five yeah, or six episodes. I didn't get to the end. I still want to watch more. It's interesting because that guy, Bimmy, that's on that show, we yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about him. Yeah. And like, I thought it was cool because like Haitian Jack is featured in the doc and he's a name that you may have heard of in hip hop, but I really didn't know who he was. Big U, I didn't hear of him before, but um, I remember seeing him, but not realizing that's who he was or if he had like, you know, the the stature that he had in hip hop and Deborah, uh, Atney, who is uh, Waka Falaka, Flame's mom and manager to Gucci and a few other people. I and Bimmy's sister. And Bimmy's sister, right. And I, I think what I liked most was the backstory and just kind of getting an understanding of who these people were and what made them tick. And their 
affinity for what hip-hop used to be or what they thought it should be. So it was good. I, t- I totally recommend it because uh, I binged that one whole night. I think I fell asleep on the second half of the last episode, and then I just watched it the following day. So highly recommend that. Um, just been listening to a lot of uh, old-school hip-hop, a lot of um, The Roots, a lot of Tribe. And I was actually watching an old Tribe video, not Tribe video, Roots video. I uh, remember um, what they do. What they do, what they do, what they if you, yeah, you guys got I think go Bad Boy had beef with them after that. Was it Bad Boy? Yeah. It could have been because I was like, this is either this is a parody or this is a if it is a parody now that I think about it. It was a parody, and then it was Biggie a parody. Took it yes. Because uh, he said, your um, what did he say? The roots, your your whack to Van Roos, your whack to me. He was talking about the roots. Mm. In that verse. So they kind of had a little back and forth on wax too. So but I don't think and and I, what's the name came out and said um, Black Thought came out that said that later that it, it, he wasn't trying to diss big, he was just dissing that whole era, that whole right. jiggy shit. It wasn't personal, wasn't directly directed at him. But Big was the one who took it personal, I guess. So yeah, it is funny because matter of fact, it is a shot at Big because there's a you remember from the video. What video was that when Faith is in the bed holding um, champagne glass? And Big is sitting on the side, on the corner of the bed. There's a shot that they do, but they yeah. they have they have three women in the bed behind Black Thought. Yeah. It's hilarious now that I took a step back because I was like, why did they do this? But it it clearly was a parody. So mm-hmm. shout out to the Roots, man. They've been doing it so yeah. Um, they've got some decades. great fucking music, man. They've got some great music. Great and yeah, this this music has just been kind of getting me through. Uh, I've been having a really fucking hard time with all these uh, images and stories of black people being killed. Um, and I just happened to watch Dr. Umar's interview with the breakfast club while I watched it today. Oh, you know what? Umar came with some gems today. What? Not you saying that. Cause you'd be know. hard on Umar. I you'd be know. Super, you'd be super hard on Umar. I know. I ride with Umar. I ride with him. He, he does have some shit to say every once in a while, but a I, lot of it's problematic. I encourage you to watch this this uh, interview. I made made it through about three-fourths of it. I don't know why Envy asked him about the whole black and white thing. That's just stupid. Like, Because Envy's a bimbo. Yeah. It, it just seemed like such an odd thing to do. And it was just like, come on. He just, he just gave some solid information about what parents should be doing in terms of the education system. Talked about how Joe Biden has been basically checked out in terms of what he had said he was going to do for black people and that black people need to basically hold him accountable. And then Envy asks him about interracial dating and marriages. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> I, yeah, Envy no. should not be allowed to ask any serious question. <laughs> Just keep no. it like Envy. Well, he wasn't. He, he, he lived up to it. He did not ask a serious question. And then they also talked about the shooting of um, uh, Makia Bryant. That's when Umar was for me, I was like, this was the brilliant piece of that interview because um, he was able to articulate what I had been feeling, particularly in the pre-production meeting that we had yesterday, because I'm still just raw about all of this. And um, I, I think I encourage everybody to go watch that Breakfast Club interview, because I think that's what for me and even Envy was trying to challenge some of the things that he was saying. I think that discourse was helpful because it shed light on 
why we should not be so quick to to dismiss her while we're still in the light of uh, the uh, conviction of the cop that killed George Floyd. But on a much higher and brighter note, I watched the verses of Method Man and Red Man, and that shit completely lifted my spirits. These two are two individuals that have just been, they're at the top of their game. Method Man might have one of the best, and I know one of my boys always says this, but Method Man might have one of the best careers from hip hop, just in terms of his range and his ability to be consistently just hot and fireific. Um, And I just saw him in a movie with Idris uh, Elba uh, about the black cowboys in Philadelphia. This dude has got incredible range. So um, shout out to Method Man, shout out to Red Man, and um, shout out to Versus for uh, keeping my spirits up. Shout that out to that Versus was yeah. incredible. I, that was definitely one of the best ones that they've done. And it, it's and, just uh, like the... I probably never would have gone to or bought a ticket to a Meth Red concert. Probably not. Right. But Tell now... I'm looking now. Tell me if I'm not ready right now to go. <laughs> absolutely. Sign me up as soon as those <laughs> tickets drop. I would definitely be there because the energy they bring to the stage is like you can't match that. Like you and can't individually, even individually and individually they bring so much because you got Red bringing the Death Squad and you got Meth bringing Wu Tang, like two right. of the biggest group conglomerate type of just assassins on the mic ever assembled. Keith Murray, like all, all of these niggas is just like, my God. Yo, the catalog disgusting. is insane. Disgusting. And the universe that they universes that they're in. Yes. Are are insane. Um it's like the yeah. X-Men and the Avengers nigga getting exactly. together. Exactly. I, I hope I, I hope they're about to go on tour. I, I haven't watched the verses, but I have seen them live in tour. And the only one that I could say that rivaled them on stage was DMX rest in peace. I've seen him live in, in concert, which I'm grateful for. And Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Busta Rhymes, when Busta Rhymes comes out, yeah. like Busta Rhymes shuts it down. Yeah. Like yeah, on stage, is, there's no there's there's Explo- nobody better on Expl- like uh, like whoa, literally whoa. shatters the stage. There is a rival. I'm listening. KRS one. Yes. Oh. Nigga. And I've I see, saw- I've seen them on the same stage. I've, I've seen chaos yes. on the stage. He's, I, he's were we, I, was we, I think we were at that same spot, Rick. At the Palladium? Uh, no, 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 no. I saw them. Um, they were at the Octagon one night. This was back in the day. And that club, it was on like 14th and something. I don't remember. But anyway. That's the, that's the Palladium. I don't know. I went over there after work. And I still had on a shirt and tie and slacks and shoe and hard bottoms. When KRS One came out, my nigga, and did the bridges over. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, you understand crazy. that I was jumping as high as I could in the air with my hands in the air? The whole spot was rocking. Yo, do doom, do doom, do doom, do doom. When that shit drops, and then hey, the bridge is over. That shit, the whole yo, the whole spot went bananas and Buster. I, I remember seeing Buster. Buster was still with Connor with leaders and he was starting to do his own thing. And I knew he was going to be a fucking beast because he just, yeah. you know, his presence is crazy on stage, man. It's just, yeah. Karis one, no. Nope. I saw Karis one in 91. He played the, uh, 
Fisk University homecoming. I lost my mm. fucking mind. I lost my voice. <laughs> I lost my mind. I I transported to another place. I literally feel like you know. You, have you ever seen those uh, African pictures of Africans who are jumping like ten feet in the air? Yeah, that's how I felt that night. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly yes. how I felt that night. That's how he gets. I'm trying you. to remember the other brother that he had on stage with him. Um, Sasquatch keeps coming from my name, but I think that's the line that he says. It's a dude that Freddie Fox was there, and it's another brother who used to use like serious linguistics and. His name's gonna come to me later, but the three of them on stage, I literally you could have just taken me off the planet at that point, and I would have been sassified. Yeah, man. completely sassified. And and I want to give one more notable mention, Naughty by Nature. If you have yeah. ever seen Stretch perform, yeah. you're right. I never he's, seen him. Perform. He's he's energy. Ooh. He's another harmony. One. But harmony. Da, 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 da. It kills that. Greg oh, Nice, nice and smooth. Greg Nice is I've seen yeah, perform. I've seen Greg Nice. Yeah, is they that shit is they they get the crowd going. Cause yeah. they got that old school crowd, they the MC shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they cut and their beats. Oh, come on, man. Da 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 da. Yo, that right there. Funky fucking yo, yo. I went to an old school concert at BB King's. It was nice and smooth. Special Ed, DOS Effects. Wow, yo, I, yo, and I and I got the ticket for free because I knew somebody was on the thing, and it was like last minute. It was like, yo, Mac, you want to come? Come now, yo. When I tell you it was bananas, I was like, it was like being sixteen all over again. It was it was mm. amazing. But DOS Effects, DOS Effects was the best. DOS Effects. I really want to know the backstory on what happened to DOS Effects because that they were like the, just, the they were the like the album. hottest thing. Lords of the Underground came and they kind of bit their style and then they tried to do something completely different and then it just sort of tanked. It just the second went, album, kind of went away. The, sec- the second album didn't go. The first album was like everywhere and then the second album didn't go and then they just didn't push it. And then, they, and then at the same time, remember the Death Squad was falling apart. So, mm, that's yeah, true. that's what I was going to say because there's actually an interview, I think it's with Scoob, one of them, um, and he actually talks about what happened. But they're still touring, I think. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. They want effects is the reason why Snoop says, like, you got, like, they invented that skiggity, skiggity, biggity bum, like, all of that was them. Yeah. That was, so, so when, you know, for shizzle and all of that, all that's the source of all that. All I that like for shizzle and <laughs> all for sheezy, all of that. All that easy, skizzy, you know. Well, they should have, they should have been. They should have been way bigger than they were. Yeah. Because that, that's, they came out the gate like they were about to, they should have at least reached like naughty by nature, kid, kid in play uh, status, agreed. but they never got agreed. there. They never. That first I, I video when they was, was in the sewer and they was in the oh, sewer with yeah, the torches and they had their <laughs> whole lane. Yeah. It was, it was like, Onyx? what is this? I lost my mind. That was pre Onyx, right? That was before that Onyx, was, right? Yeah. Onyx, yeah, it okay. was around, like, around the same time, I think. Yeah, it was around the same time. But they yeah. sort of led the they led the way with that sewer I, underground. Yeah, yeah. Lord yeah. the underground came, then Onyx came, and then the they horror created core. that lane. They created all of that. They created Hard, yeah, hard, hard, hardcore hip hop, whatever. Hardcore. Yeah. Das Effects is still one of my favorite rap groups, man. To this day, to this day, I oh, play them once the, a year. Who did the horror core? That was um, Grave Diggers. That was that, that was, was Grave Diggers. That was RZA. Sorry, Prince RZA. Paul. 
and Prince no, Paul. no, Prince Paul Gravediggers, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. Fru Kwan, mm-hmm. right? I'm not sure. Fruquan. That I'm not sure. I know. Um, I know right. that uh, the Rizzo was on it. Shit, I'm gonna listen to that album tomorrow. There was another group after the Gravediggers, but they weren't as big. The Gravediggers was, was but even the Gravediggers was kind of like it was. The Gravediggers was kind of like a Das FX knockoff. The, like no shade the risen all that but it still kind of was like in that same lane it was yeah, like they, yeah i think they were trying to take what dos effects did and try to go but extra it it was like dos effects meets red man because if you remember red man's first album yeah first couple albums it was like kind of it was kind of dark so it so grave diggers to me was like dos effects and red man put together it's kind of what hip hop was grimy, yo. Oof. Dirty, mm. your dirty Tims. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Don't fuck with the dude in the rain suit and the dirty Tims. <laughs> yo, that reminds me. So I started working out, right? So, and I, I take a, a walk, and I'm using the word loosely jog towards the west side of the city. Whoop, whoop. And, I, and I usually do it at night, right before it's sundust or dusk. And, um, as I was leaving to go home, it was probably about 8.15 p.m. And I usually, I take a jump rope with me. So this is this is the state of being black in America. I had to think about, I had a black uh, hoodie on, had my mask on, and then the handles from the rope, when put together and hanging out of my sweater, could look like the handle of a gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself... I got to go through all of this, these machinations just to get home right. 20 minutes from my house to get home safely walking. And I was like, yo, being black in America yeah, is Jesus a fucking task, yo. I can't even go running and jump rope. So you, you skip rope all the way home. No, well, I should have. <laughs> so they, it didn't they, look they like they see they, that as a threat. They think, <laughs> no, they, they, they think you might. You must be on drugs. <laughs> Uno, dos, what are you gonna do with that rope? <laughs> Hit it, mama. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be like, what? What are you gonna do with that rope, there, boy? You gonna, you gonna, I exactly. probably tie a white woman myself. and take her away. I know how you people think. The other yeah. side of that, though, is with the mask and all the black outfits. I think it keeps all the uh, potential criminals honest because they don't know if you were going to try to rob them. So right. everybody's like. I'm gonna just keep it moving because I did. I did walk past one dude, and I felt like had it been any other situation, we might have had a problem. But he was like, "I don't know if this nigga's trying to rob me." So <laughs> 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 we just walked off with mutual respect, honor among thieves, honor among it. thieves. It still exists. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coden Party, <laughs> goddammit. No. What's going on with you, Rick? Oh, man. Uh, so so DMX's funeral was on Saturday. Or, or the his uh, the initial procession was on Saturday. But and I and I and I watched the news that morning and I, I didn't have I had it on mute, so I didn't wasn't really paying attention. And I looked online and I saw pictures of like all these bikers in this huge parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking. 
that shit's going on in Yonkers. <laughs> you didn't we see just, the Barclays Center in the background? No. <laughs> well, no, they didn't even they didn't get there. They didn't leave yet. They were still oh, in Yonkers. Oh, oh. So, you know, the morning passes. We say, hey, you know, let's take the kids to the park. We're just going to chill, whatever. We get them ready. And we get out there on the road. And our 15-minute drive <laughs> turned into an hour and 15 minutes. Mm. And you couldn't go either way. Once you were stuck in it, you were stuck in it. And and they we were going to uh we were going to Fort Green Park mm. and we thought it was gonna be easier. <laughs> oh, you thought, thought you were going against traffic. I got you. Yeah. Like they shut down Vanderbilt right. for like a pedestrian walk um in the summertime. And did they now, shut down Atlantic Avenue? They did. Yeah. Motorcycles. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. Then I saw all we, we're, we're in bumper to bumper traffic on Atlantic Avenue, stopped. <laughs> and then I see all these motorcycles going the other way on the other side of Atlantic. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, DMX's funeral. Yeah. And uh yeah. So we managed we managed to weave our way through, got off Atlantic Avenue, and I'm trying to make this left turn, and this this dickhead driving a fucking minivan decides uh, I'm going to block this intersection so nobody can make a turn even though I'm stuck in traffic. You fucking cocksucker. Wait, this is a civilian? This is a civilian. So I try to go around the back of the minivan between the next car and him and as I'm doing that some guy on a a minibike it looks like a homemade mini bike smashes into my car. He's riding the he's riding the shoulder between the between parked cars and traffic. He's riding his little mini bike. He can't see over any he can't even see over the hood of any car because he's so low riding this little mini bike that's held together with duct tape and electrical tape. <laughs> What'd your daughter say? I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> hey asshole <laughs> he's like watch it dickhead <laughs> fucky fucky <laughs> so my man my man is like splat on the ground and I'm like I feel so bad like I get out and uh yeah this 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 mini bike he obviously made it home with like old bike parts in a, in a, <laughs> in a lawnmower engine. He thought he was a rough rider. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to the funeral. <laughs> he thought he was a rough rider and he ended up going down <laughs> I'm sorry, on his bike. I'm not, a, I'm not actually officially a rough rider. I belong to the um, <laughs> it's the Junior Rough Riders of America. As Rick is driving away and rolling up the window, he's like, it's slipping. You're falling. You can't get it. You're falling. You gotta get up. Oh Wait, my so, god. Okay, once you see that he's falling, do you just say, "What do you say?" Fuck him. So I jump out of the car because he's he's in Watch front of the car. Watch where you going. Like I can't I even finish my left turn now because wow. you're in the way. So I get out and he gets up. I'm like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good." I'm like, "Are you sure you're okay?" And he's like, yeah, just my bike, you know. I I don't know. It was leaking, like one of one of the one of the uh, pieces of duct tape caught a leak, and <laughs> yeah. there was oil on the Apple ground or something. He was running that shit on Apple. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what he was running on, oh, but I don't know how he's gonna get back to the Bronx or the Yonkers or wherever he's from. 
<laughs> um, but he was like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. So I pulled off. and I, But I kept thinking about him all day because I, I really wanted to know like if he was okay. Because, you know, in that moment, like the adrenaline is pumping. So you may not even you may not even feel right whatever you're going to feel until much later. But uh, I'm glad I didn't give him my number or anything. <laughs> I was really a, I was really worried about him but I, I didn't want to have any contact I just no. I was worried no oh, well. he said he was good you said you were good alright I'm gonna stick with that I'm out I'm Peace. so worried I just don't want any contact um, yeah. no I, no, I hope that, I hope that brother's okay I'm sure he didn't want any beef because you know the cops would have confiscated his bike so he probably was like yeah it, it, he, he had no helmet he had mm. no but I don't even know like literally I don't even know if that thing needs a license plate <laughs> I, I think those are legal, actually. They're illegal? Oh, I think so. Shit. Because you have to be able to see at a certain height in order to drive in New York City. Yeah. And I think those little bikes, those mini bikes, and I, I see a lot of them here in Harlem. I hate them for that exact reason. Yeah. But well, yeah. Well, this this wasn't even one of those finished mini bikes. This was like, I, he, oh, he, literally, he literally, he built this shit himself. <laughs> All right. Get I'm, the not, brother, I'm not uh, joking. Yeah. B he plus built, for ingenuity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I probably knocked down the next uh, billionaire engineer. <laughs> he probably well, got an idea off of that. His hey, next man, I want my piece. Whatever it is. By, by yeah. Alaric's PTSD. Well, you probably pushed him back into the shop. You know how you, when you play those video games? I used to love uh, racing video games where you had to uh, build your car or build your bike. Oh. <laughs> and you go back and you got to pay. You got to do some more races to, yeah, exactly. money to build your bike up or your, your car Put up. new tires and shit on it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. New engine and shit. Go from a 4.0 to a 5.6, something like that. <laughs> right. You got to buy the engine. It costs like $200. You that was the starter like bike. 17 times. Yeah, that, that was the starter bike. That's, exactly. the, that's the bike you get when you first start the game. Yeah, the five the five fifty the five fifty cc you know little shit yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit not the big bike <laughs> like this nigga took me back to the beginning of the game <laughs> <laughs> the first credits open <laughs> that's the first game of the first that bike be turning <laughs> it'd be, be red it has red with a number like a number sixty nine on it and sixty seven some shit like that. It'd be a red bike with a stripe, maybe, and then in like if you want to get a fucking flaming decal, like a flame on the side of the bike, that's like an extra twenty credits. And exactly. They, and they, you only, and they start only start with like sixteen 15. credits. Now they start you with credits. fifteen to fuck with you. <laughs> right. And, the and they want you to buy more credits. credits? <laughs> yeah, they want you to buy more credits so you can you can trick out your bike. You know what I'm He's saying? Pissed. He's pissed. I'm mad. My bike be red the whole fucking game. I be kicking ass with a red bike. I ain't paying no extra for no goddamn <laughs> decals and shit. Fuck out of here, nigga. Oh, I draw I my own. Games. I miss those yeah. games. It's crazy. Oh, Cheesy yeah. music in the background. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just mention because uh, it's been it's it's on my mind right now, and uh, it's another video of I think police misconduct. That the, the, the there was a 68 year old woman. Was driving through North Carolina, and uh, she might have she was speeding. Okay, and she didn't pull over immediately when the when the police put on their lights. But when they did catch up to her, and the cops walked up to the car and opened the door, and they saw an elderly woman. They didn't say, "Are you okay, Grandma? Is everything all right?" Right. Nope. They dragged her out of the car by her hair. Right. By her locks. Right. 
dragged her out of the car, dislocated her shoulder or 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 put, uh, put or tore her rotator cuff. Yeah, exactly. Now the white cop that did that didn't open the door and see his grandmother. Exactly. He didn't see an elderly woman. He saw someone he could treat like an animal. Exactly. It just put me in a bad mood today. Just watching that because I thought about I thought about my own mother. Mm-hmm. I thought about just our our elders in general. And if I had physically seen that situation, what could I have done? I could have done nothing to help her. I, I, I felt powerless as I watched that video. I felt powerless in that moment. And I don't want to feel like that. Yep. Again, that's how I felt yesterday when we were meeting. I watched that video this evening. It took me out. Like I'm glad we started laughing in the pre uh in the in the pre portion of this show because that's what I needed. Cause I was I was that video took me out. Because all I saw was my mother, my grandmother, and th- the line that stuck out in my in my head that I can't get out is, I don't, he says, I don't know how they do it in Georgia, but this is how we do it here. And that just rings of... Did he say yeehaw after he said that fucking shit? I mean, he might as well. But he might as well just, say yeehaw. Yeah. That just rings, nigga, know your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they do it over there, but over here, I'm gonna tell you what that fucking bullshit. Because there was no care in that. There was no. none. That that could be anybody's mother. That that is somebody's mother. That is somebody's mother. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's mother. That's somebody's sister. Somebody's grandmother. Somebody's great grandmother. For all we know, you know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck? Sixty eight year old silver haired woman, and you drag her out of the car like that. You're a piece of shit. All of them. All, All of them. And and what's happening now to them? I don't know. What, what, I mean, literally, the, I just what's, the late, what's the latest information on it? Oh, that was just a video it's, that you it's saw. Too new. Yeah. It's too new. It just happened. It just happened. Yeah. It, 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 they're all too new. They happen every five minutes. But, so so for me, <laughs> God damn. Really, I, really. I've I've kind of been on a blackout of just media in general for two reasons. One is I knew the Derek Chavin trial was going on and I, I didn't I didn't want to I, I didn't want to rehash the trauma. And then right after that, Dante, Dante Wright was killed. And I just I've been blacking out the media. And because of that, I missed the Red Man Method thing. I missed the Shock G thing. Rest in peace. I, and I, I even checked out from from the chat. I haven't been able to deal with media. So I've been burying myself in work and learning and studying. And I literally have turned off my T. I've been on an Internet and a television blackout. I just needed a break. It was just too much for me. Um, and, and in all of that learning, surprisingly, one of the things that that you guys said, um, I've been watching a lot of DJ Envy and Caesar because one of the things that I've been doubling down on is my is my real estate knowledge. So <clears throat> and Envy and Caesar do a whole lot of they have this thing called flipping NJ and they're doing a lot of things. So that led me up this whole path. And I've been looking at a lot of that stuff. Um, I've been watching a lot of Peppa Pig and uh, Daniel Tiger because wow. Zoe. Um I did not know. Fun fact: I did not know Daniel Tiger was a spinoff of Mr. Rogers. You bug yeah. no You bug it. Well, he's I never no watched it. I know. Yeah, yeah I yeah, never yeah, watched yeah. it. I, right. I, was like, I was like, I was like, yo, this Welcome. is racist. Why we Welcome. got this Asian hate on it? And no, 
And somebody was like, no, Mac, it's like, it's Mr. Rogers. Look, Daniel Tiger's up. And I was like, oh, oh, this is the train. And I was, and I was like, yeah. so I have a whole new appreciation for this show now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with this show. I want to watch it every day. So I've been watching a lot of Daniel Tiger. Hold up, hold up. Daniel yeah. Tiger, who the fuck is he? He's he's doing a Mr. Rogers impression or is he? No, Daniel no. Tiger is the puppet from Mr. Rogers. Remember the hand puppet that Mr. Rogers had? And okay. he would say, hey, everybody. Right. The land so they, of make-believe. Right. Okay. So they took they yeah. took the land of make-believe and they made a whole cartoon around it. I did not oh, know this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is Lady yeah. Elaine in Daniel, there? No. Is yeah. Daniel, uh, yes, no, she yes. is. She is. Is she? Yes. Lady, yeah, yes. Lady it, she doesn't look like that. Like the witch, she doesn't Yo, look like she, that anymore. She uh, she gave me nightmares. I, I will trust you to judgment because you are closer to it than I am. I'm yeah. about yeah. five years outside of that. So so I've been doing that, and then um, let's see. Um, and then I did a panel, and I didn't know Raymond Roy was going to be on it, so I did a panel. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Who's Raymond Hustle. Roy? Raymond Roy is like a, a social media influencer, and like I'm jumping on the. Somebody asked me to be on a panel. I'll be on a panel. He popped on. So I had a, I got to have like a behind the scenes chat with him. So that was interesting. He he runs a website called Smart Hustle and it's all things small business and all of that. So that was really interesting. And then after that, let's see what else happened. One of my clients, I work with, you know, I work with small business owners and one of my clients is a religious leader and he works on leadership. So you, you ever go in to teach somebody something and they teach you something? Man, yeah. I go, I go in to meet. That should be life. I go in to meet with this brother and I'm trying to do my thing or whatever. And like halfway through it, I'm about to break down because he's teaching me about leadership. You ever meet somebody and you're like, all right, it's all business. And then you like, he's the real deal. He says, this is what I do for my clients. He says, I want to give you a leadership challenge. And he gives me a leadership challenge and we break the whole thing down. He's like, here's what I want you to do for the next six months. He says, if you want to be a leader, here's the things I want you to do. And I was like, I I consider myself a leader, but you're pointing out all the flaws in my So he gave me this leadership challenge. I will share my journey as I go through it. But it was very it was very fascinating um, uh, to do that. And then I and then so this leadership challenge I'm really excited about. But I have more on that when I when I I got to process it. But it's really deep. And I'll I'll share all that with everybody. And then um, I rented a car because I got to go see a client tomorrow. So I rented a car. I go to the car rental place and shout out to Enterprise. Shout out to my man over there. And um, because they always take care of me. <laughs> and it, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so I try to get the full size car. I come, he goes, Mac, we got one full size that's not working. He says, and I can't upgrade you to a luxury. I was like, all right, so what do you want me to do? I was like, you want me to take the small joint? He was like, no, we're gonna upgrade you to the maximum we got. And he gave me this monster truck, this giant. <laughs> I got this huge truck parked what outside. Is it, the house. Like, like an Escalade or like a it's, a, it's, it's, an, it's, it's an Armada. Has anybody you guys seen? Oh a, a shit! Yeah, it's Armada. Massive. And the 2022. I think it's 2021. I think okay. it's 2020. It might be. Massive. I don't know. Hold on. Yeah. So he brings it out. It's it's all blacked out windows with mm. black rims, and I was like, this is the blackest black man truck that you can bring <laughs> me. And I got to go into the whitest neighborhood in Staten Island Uh-oh. tomorrow. And I was like, I might get pulled over, but the truck. So I, I was like, I don't know. So I was like, I don't know about the truck. So I drove it for a little while, um, and and I was, I'm kind of enjoying it. Like I'm like, this yeah. is kind of no. So anyway, so I go to the liquor store today. Last thing that happened is I go to the liquor store today. That should get like 400 feet to the gallon, though, right? <laughs> 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 That's just big as hell. I know what you talk about too. From the time I pulled out the driveway to the liquor store, I filled up three times. Wow. So no, I, I, no, actually, no. What's interesting about it is they they've done a lot of work on it, and I'm not an American car dude at all. That's but every right. time I stopped at, yeah, Ford, Ford Amata, yeah, no, no, Nissan, uh, that's uh, Nissan. Uh, Nissan, yeah, no, it's a Ford. 
Don no. Mata's a four. And you're not I'm in dr- I'm dr- Yeah, it's you're Armada. not in oh, No, it's a Nissan. Nissan. Uh, Armada's a... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. I have a Ford. It must yeah. be an expedition. It must be an right. expedition. I'll check my rental agreement. But anyway. Expedition, yeah. So I pull up in front of the liquor store and everybody's looking. And I'm like, I was like, this is kind of... So I get out the truck and I go in there. And... um. And I was like, all right, well, I haven't because I was out. immediately you raised all the, the prices. Did you hop out the truck yeah. like a little nigga though? Did you hop out like nah, 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 nah. I hopped out like Eric Sermon. I hopped out like Eric Sermon. <laughs> nice. Nice. Just like music. <laughs> I hopped out like that. No, Wait, cool. did you have the music blasting? No, 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 no. I was on the phone because I was on the phone. Oh, you said bourbon night. So so I pull out the I pull out the I, I pull up the truck. So I walk over and I and I, I put my jacket on, I come around, the guy opens the door for me. I'm like, there's all these people, he ain't open the door for them. I was like, all right, I'll take it. So I grab the little shopping cart, I'm driving through the liquor store. I get a couple of bottles of wine and I go over to the whiskey shop. And you guys know how how hard it is for us to pick out whiskey because we're gonna talk about it on the show, what I'm gonna pick out, mm. whatever. And I wasn't in a rush, so I was kind of like staring at the wall for a minute. I was like, I don't know, whatever, whatever. So dude is looking at me and I'm like, I'm staying at the wall. So like this young Mary, lady comes over. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> so so she comes over and she was like, Can I help you? Do you know what you're looking for? And I was like, nah, you know, I'm trying to figure it out, whatever. But she was like, Well, this is good, and, and that's good. And then she was like, Do you know a lot about whiskey? And I was like, I know a little bit. We, you know, it's like I drink with my boys every Monday and you know, start talking, whatever. And she was like, Oh, we she, I was like, we do a podcast about whiskey. She was like, Really? Hold on one second. This true story. It's happened today. So she goes and she goes goes to get like the other because the store was pretty empty because it's Monday. So she goes to go get her homegirl. So her homegirl comes over. She was like, I heard you know a lot about whiskey. I was like, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never said that. I said I drink a lot of it, but I don't necessarily. Oh, so we have we totally ignored me. Starts asking me questions. She said, "What's the difference between small batch and this barrel? And what's the difference between?" And I'm trying to answer. I was like, "I think it means this." And I was like, "I don't know, but we can Google it." And that, so, so, so she starts talking to me, whatever. So now they're both standing there talking to me, and I was like, "Well, I, small batch is kind of like this. I, I know a little bit, right?" I was like, "Small batch is this and barrels." Is this. She was like, "Oh, this is amazing. Hold on." And she goes and she gets her manager, and so now there's three people wow. around me. Are they so I was like, a job at the end of the story? Hold up. Hey. <laughs> That's true story. So the woman comes over and she was like, I heard you know. I was like, look, guys, I don't know a lot about whiskey. I was like, we have, I was like, I have a podcast with my friends and we drink whiskey every Monday. They was like, oh my God, give us the name of the podcast. We have to listen and learn from you every Monday because we wow. don't know what we're This is the people in the liquor store. I'm you, like, you're going to be should have sorely... Disappointed. And we are not an educational podcast. <laughs> I did. They didn't care. It was like, give us the name. We all gonna listen every Monday because we need a whiskey education. I was like, and I said, then don't listen to us. Right, Please. right, 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 right. All like, we do is like, drink it. Right. Right. This I, was, is, I was like, this is for the people that um help Mac today at the liquor store. We're not gonna talk about whiskey today. <laughs> but you're welcome to listen. You're welcome to well, listen to us. Well, too late. We already had a whiskey talk. They, yeah, they they were very, but they were very nice and they were very helpful. And um, and thank you for listening to Coding Forty. You want to give them so a shout was, out? Uh, n- no, not at this time. I don't. <laughs> not not but, until but, the discounts roll in. <laughs> actually, 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 no. I do. Give I do you a wanna, discount? No, no, no. I didn't get a discount. I didn't get a free bottle. I didn't get that. Although I do want to shout out Ashley because she was very helpful. She was very sweet. 
and um and 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 she started a whole situation. So shout out to Ash- if you're listening, shout out to Ashley. Thank you so shout much. Shout out to Ashley. Yeah, man. Ashley, what up? We want so that, a free bottle though. You can be our whiskey warrior of the week. You can be. You can support support a hungry podcast, man. That's what you should have so told him. Said, listen, if you want to really be a part of this podcast, you can be a whiskey warrior of the week by just offering us a bottle. I was just yeah. trying to get a bottle. It wasn't trying to turn into a whole like you should fan, have told fan. The that's, game that, is to be sold, not, not to be told. I'm gonna need a bottle. Exactly. exactly. Bitches. So that. <laughs> so that's, that's bitches. Next time I come in this motherfucker, the next time I roll through this motherfucker, you better have my bottle, bitch. Bitch, better have my bottle, bitch. And the Everybody can in this motherfucker can get a smack in the face. Hey, you. Yeah, you, Dakota 40 fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call. 608-618-4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple, fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. What's going on with you, Vin? Uh, By the way, we are right on pace to have a 40-minute <laughs> yeah, so make your shit quick because we don't got yeah. time. Of course. <laughs> any, any, anything for the team. For the team. Um, <laughs> having a pretty good week. Um, did a couple things. I got my uh, mother's old tiller to work again. And uh, for those who don't know what a tiller is, it's like a little machine that you know turns the ground over so you can uh, plant and stuff. So I got that working again, and I plan to uh, get get uh, you know in the yard tomorrow and do some things. Got my eyes checked today, you know, and spent <laughs> ridiculous amount of money. I mean, the cost of eyeglasses nowadays is is ridiculous. It's actually cheaper now because a lot of these um, like Target opticals and things of that nature are trying to keep up with um, all these online uh, glass company eyeglass companies. So the frames and stuff, usually your insurance covers that. But what they get what they get you now is the fucking lenses. Like the lenses would be like three hundred dollars for like a fucking oh, yeah. special lens. But you're you know? blind, though. Yeah, I, I, wear pro- early, I, wear, I, I wear progressives. I wear progressives and progressives are basically bifocals. Progressive is just a nicer name to saying bifocal. So fuck you. You could have gone to Warby Parker <laughs> and got progressives all in two seventy five. Well, that's, that's what true. I spent. But no, yeah, he, that's I actually spent. I actually spent well. less than that. Oh, I spent less than that. With my right. insurance. I think my my glasses were my glasses were like two fifty. <laughs> what are you belly aching for? What, what you crying for? Listen, man, who the fuck wants to spend two hundred fifty dollars when I shouldn't? I'm in the union. Yeah, your eyes. What'd you you wouldn't be in this position. If you took care of your eyes, you wouldn't be in this position. How am I supposed to take care of my eyes, sir? Am I supposed to inject them with some sort of special eye serum? No, I, I can see little about? Ben just staring in front of a fucking TV from two feet away. Yep. Your mother told you all about exactly. that. Exactly. He's going to fucking sitting God. too close to the TV, Vincent. So what? <laughs> so what? Now you got to pay the price. I wanted to be inside the program. I wanted to escape. <laughs> Stop the cat on Gilligan's Island. No, but based on the price that you paid, that's actually not a bad price. Because I was telling you the, the spot that I go to, depending on your lens, and I only I'm nearsighted, so I don't really have a strong uh, prescription. But mm-hmm. just my uh, glasses alone are like three hundred dollars. 
Yeah, my shit's is X-ray vision. Like I can see through lead with my glasses. They're getting pretty thick. You can't even see across the room. Mine is eleven dollars and ninety-five cents. So you can't see shit. Stop wearing those. And you can't see shit. You have got to stop wearing those. You've got to read the label. Not to burn his eyeballs out. Fucking with <laughs> those shits work yeah. backwards. Yeah, I can read the stuck. label. I can read the label on the vitamin bottle, and that's all I need. That's thank yeah. you. Oh my. Have you not gone to the uh, optometrist yet? No, I haven't. You know what it is? My, my eyes got better again. It's like oh amazing. No, like, no, no, oh my god! All right, they did. They did. So, they did. Oh did. You adjusted. You adjusted to your bad vision. Right. That's exactly what happened. And getting headaches. I no, 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 no headaches. I got none of that. Yo, but no, but I am going. I am. I am going. I am going. I am going. I, am, I just. I just having. A, I'm making a self care day. I'm making a make a self care day. I'm going to go to the optometrist, the dentist, and the chiropractor. Please. Do. Oh, and the and the uh, dermatologist. All oh, that's going to be and, one day. And okay. have you done your annual already? Yeah, no, I did that in the fall, so I'm okay. But I am, yeah. But it's probably I should go see her again just to check in. But yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, Vin, we taking away from you. Sorry. Go ahead, All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was done. I forgot you was here. Oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, to keep in line with what we were talking about in regards to the police and everything that's been going on, um, my daughter experienced her first interaction with the police. And my daughter's 13 and uh, was hanging in the park and they were uh, a park near where I live. And it's like a big, um, like a fountain. It's huge. It's probably from one point. It's, it's got to be at least 70, 80 feet wide. Big, big pond, right? Uh, not pond, a uh, fountain that has like a little pooling area. So she's with her friend and a friend decides to, I guess, jump in the ponding area. Now I'm not sure if it's turned on as of, as of right now, because I think they usually turn it on after Memorial day, but at any rate that he goes in that to that little area and the sheriff is in the area. The sheriff comes over and starts reprimanding them via the loudspeaker on the car. Then he kind of like veers on to the sidewalk area and and is like yelling at them from outside the car, from inside the car and getting kind of nasty and belligerent with them. And luckily this uh, white gentleman was walking down the street and stuck up for them, you know, and said, Hey, you know, you're kind of talking to them a little rough and like, what's going on? What's the problem? Why are you being so nasty? And they're just children or whatever. Calm the, you know, kind of deflated the situation. And, um, you know, basically it went from there to, you know, them being left alone and my daughter walking away and they walked away. So my daughter didn't tell us immediately when it happened. She told us the next day and, uh, you know, she said she was shooken up and everything like that. And I guess because, um, you know, she's 13, so she's exposed to a lot of the um, what's going on. Obviously, she's not living in a in a bubble. And she was scared. She thought she was going to, she was like, I thought I would be killed. I said, well, I mean, you know, it's not that bad in the sense of what you were doing. But I, I say that and I go, is that 100%? Because, you know, children have been of color have been killed for less. So, um, you know, where do they draw the line? Like, is playing in the fountain a death sentence? I don't know. You know, I, I hope, you know, and luckily nothing happened to her. But we had a good conversation. You know, and she got to see what privilege was and she got to see a lot of examples. And we had to have the talk, you know, that 
all parents have to have. And you don't know when that's going to come up because you don't know when the child's interaction is going to come with the police. And uh, we had to have the conversation. I had to let her know that, you know, I don't want her to fear and to walk around with this um, unhealthy fear of anybody, especially the police. It's just not healthy. To be aware is one thing, but to like, you know, always thinking about things and, you know, it, it's starting to mess the you know with your entire being, then that's, that's not good either. So we had the conversation, you know, about how do you interact with the police? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you, what do you, what are you supposed to do? Right. Because I mean, is there a fucking formula? There isn't right. Because we, we, uh, you know, do you have a gun in the car? Yes, sir. I have a gun in the car and I'm a licensed pop, 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 pop. I mean, there is no, there is no right or wrong way. Right. So, um, it's a tricky road to navigate. You know, I know we wanted to talk about it as well. So, I mean, what do you, what, what, what do you think, man? I mean, L you, you're, you have a child that's, you know, 13, right? He's 13 or 14. He's 13. So have you had the conversation with him? I have not. And I have been wrestling a, a, how to exactly have this conversation with him. Um, I, I'm really struggling on what exactly to talk to him about in, in terms of how to introduce, because he, he has some semblance of what's going on. And we've talked about um, a few things in, in terms of the news. And his his perspective is, that he does not understand why white people look at black people so differently. And the interesting to, thing to me is that at his age, the idea of race and the, and the disparity between white and black was so apparent to me that it was all I knew. Um, a friend of mine, we were uh, trying to create the league of Nubian descendants, like mm -hmm. and. and we, we, we were talking to Charles Barron every other Saturday and trying to figure out how to get this organization together. So that political element of being black was always present for me. But we also had different music. We had different cultural cues. So I don't know exactly how to talk to him and frame it in a way where it does not deprive him of his childhood. Because one of the beautiful things is that my wife and I have been able to sort of cocoon him and our younger son in a way where they don't have to deal with that. All they're really dealing dealing with is how do I be the best part of me? And that is a beautiful thing to watch. But the problem and the frustrating thing for me as a father is to know that when he goes out in the world, that's not exactly the reality that he's living in but we have created this bubble for him. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know exactly how to frame that conversation yet. I have a question for all you guys, cause I'm new to the, the I'm the newest father. It, it has been suggested to me and um, my daughter's mother that we should put our daughter in an environment which is quote unquote safe. Um, what I'm viewing that environment as, as to me is white. Wait, and, what is wait what is safe right right exactly and 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 i and i'm 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 conflicted with the concept of so many people around my daughter saying this is a good neighborhood or this is a safe neighborhood because i just don't think because it's majoritively white 
that it's necessarily safe. As a matter of fact, I think that being in that environment puts you actually more at risk because I feel like the light is shined on you a little bit brighter because you are one of a few. And I'm really concerned about that impact being in a neighborhood where you do stand alone and you do stand out, you know what I mean? As, as one of the few people of color. So I don't, I'm really conflicted about that, but I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. I I think when people say you're going to be in a safe neighborhood, crime statistics may be lower in a particular neighborhood, but that doesn't mean that your child is going to be safe because they are at risk for all kinds of psychological harm coming from left, right, and center. And it's subtle. The microaggressions are real. When a teacher gives the white... Oh, there was, a, there was a photograph a couple of weeks ago of an Atlanta preschool where all the preschool kids, all the white kids had been given lunch and all the black kids were still waiting to be fed. Now, it doesn't matter if it was two minutes. It doesn't matter if it was one minute. It feeds your mind and you notice who gets and who doesn't get, right? That's the sort of psychological damage we have to protect our child from. It's not always physical because you can you can be in any neighborhood and put your child in the right environment and they're going to they're going to thrive. But you can put them in an, an environment where you think they're supposed to be thriving and you know, it's all kinds of damages you can't see happening on a daily basis. Right. I agree. And that that's the frustrating part. That's the part that was really bubbling under my skin yesterday, uh, particularly because it's like you tell your kids to be respectful of uh, law enforcement. But if that particular cop has a bad fucking day, there's nothing potentially that your child can say that can keep them from harm. And the part that frustrates me is that I can see myself losing it over some fucking cock sucking pig taking advantage of my child. Yeah. And th- that's the part where I'm I'm now coming into contention with this idea that I don't want to go there. But the reality is the possibility exists far greater than I would like to realize that it exists. That's the that's the point where I'm willing to I'm I'm willing to lay myself down. I'm willing. So so it's so funny. I don't even want to entertain that shit. I know, but you don't. But it's at the at the same time. It's like while I'm trying to protect his childhood, I want to protect my life. But if someone violates like I have so much respect for these parents that get on these news conferences or they'll stand up in in front of these press conferences and they're able to talk as eloquently as they are, I'm not going to be able to do that. Hmm, I'm not going to be able to curb my tongue. There's not going to be any type of media training that is going to prevent me from, I'm not going to play these fucking respectability politics if my child is harmed by this fucking state. You know what I thought about is you, you, you guys were talking about having to have that conversation. It's a real pivotal moment where these children now lose their innocence, right? Right. Their their innocence they they can't be children anymore after that. Now now they join us as uh, being on guard and protecting yourselves. <sighs> that that 
you got to mourn that loss, that the loss of that innocence. Like that is a hard thing. To, and I understand why you're struggling with that conversation because it's a hard thing to acknowledge. Because once you once you start to advise your child how he has to interact with the world, that, a world that may not love him, you know that that innocence is gone. There's no, you know, bright eyes looking at the world like it's all Sesame Street anymore. Him and, right. him and her. Him and her, right? Because him being L and, and her being mine, because it used to be like, oh, you got to worry more about boys. But recently, you know, more happen, hap, more things are starting to happen to women to the more women. than ever. Sure. You know what I mean? And and it's, yeah, it's I, getting I, crazy. Like no matter it's it it doesn't matter anymore. It's like they all wilding the fuck out. Yeah, I I, I meant I meant no. All I'm of saying our, I, our I'm, kids. Just, yeah, just, but, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I'm just saying like that's how crazy it's getting right now. Yeah, that's how fucking real it is. Like the fuck. Like every it's like every day there's two or three cases or two or three incidences. Or every day we're exposing something that happened in a small town two months ago and someone got a hold of the tape and somehow it got leaked out. Well, you know what I mean? I mean? All that shit's happening too. Like a but, lot of but stuff. But none of this up. is new. But none of this is new. It's just videotaped right. and we just right. have we have an archive and we have a historical line. We have social media. We can share it. So it's visible. Right, it's, it's, which it's, is which which is even further infuriates me, right? Because how because does how the fuck is it don't get out? Well, my things? thing is, how does this still happening? No, yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting. That's what that's what's fascinating to me. You know, you're being recorded. You know that people are going down, being fired, being arrested, going to jail, and you're still doubling down on it. So what that tells me is, at this point, it's no longer a bad apple. It's the culture, a bad system. It's yeah, a bad it system. There, the, the, there is something culturally wrong with the system. Yeah, because they think I. They know they're being filmed, and they still think that this is okay. The one with the grandmother was so shocking to me because I have a I have a very special place in my heart for people for our seniors. Like I have a very special place, right? And and it hit me today. It hit me today, like like really hard. It hit me today, like. I have no more immediate elders. I took care of my grandfather, my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunt, my mother, my father. They're all gone. So when I saw that, that really hit home for me. It was like, how are you going to treat my, my mom, my aunt, my grandmother like that and grab her out by her hair? That was really, that one, that one really, I mean, they all hit home, but that one was really like, you didn't, like, like Rick said, they didn't see her as human, but you, they, they all knew they were being filmed and you couldn't even respectfully say, ma'am, did you see us behind the car? That's all they had to say. And she was like, what's wrong? She didn't understand what she did wrong. And, and to me, police's job is to serve and protect. And the problem is, is that they forget to serve part. No, see, this, is, this is the part that frustrates me about us. They didn't forget shit. They did not forget shit. They have... A, a directive to serve and protect those of power and privilege. And when they see us, they do not see themselves. They do but not I, see human beings. Can't. They do not see people who deserve respect. They do not see people who deserve 
the benefit of the doubt. They see a skin tone that has in their mind been weaponized and is threatening to them. But I can't say power and privilege. And the reason why I can't say power and privilege is because you can have power and privilege and be a person of color and you can still get shot. You can still get killed. You no, no, still, no, no, no. What, what about the brother that was in the truck who was working for the for the for the U.S. government? He's in uniform. That is a person of privilege. You, he's supposed to get a privilege sir. from the police because no, he sir. is of service to this His country. Color. Well, well, but that, but that's why I'm that, saying it's color. Well, it's not proves, power or privilege. Well, well, that proves that that doesn't actually allow you the privilege you thought you had, because you can still be put down on the ground like that. Exactly. You, you remember so that let me judge, be more clear. That judge, they American out of that white call? people, American remember? white people of Thank power you. and privilege. Thank you. Because remember, they pulled that judge out the car. Black female judge, they pulled out the car and treated her like whatever. That's all, she showed her credentials. When Skip Gates couldn't get into his home and he called for help, and he lives there. Being I mean, a nice, being a being a nice Negro is not going to save you from 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 I'm, any of this mistreatment. The only thing that's going to save us from this mistreatment is a change in culture. I'm 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 with uh, white supremacy with has to be put down the entire fucking structure and rethinking how we police ourselves. I yes. I agree with that. I agree with that. I my 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 mother recipes was was driving to her home at around 10 11 o'clock at night. She's driving a 70 60 70,000 car brand new with her with her boyfriend at the time pulls into the driveway of her home. Police were following her. They pulled into, onto the grounds, turned on the lights, got out the car and said, what are you doing here? And stayed there for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, tw about, about 20 minutes until my mother can prove that was her residence. And this was in the last 10, 15 years. They wouldn't have done that to a, to a white person. They wouldn't have done no. it. They just wouldn't have done it. They just would not have done it. He did not believe that she belonged in that neighborhood. Right. I, I saw uh, Angela Rye on ABC um, Sunday show. And she said something. Again, this is not new information. This is just information that's been echoed and um, reiterated several times. Black people are carrying this trauma. It's it's trauma. And 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 police are, are carrying a historical uh, understanding of what it means to police black people in different spaces. And when these things mix, they create combustible situations. But the problem is most black people are unarmed. Yeah. And we have to figure out a way to get ourselves out of these interactions with the police as safely as possible. So everybody can miss me with this shit about ref reformation. It's not about reformation anymore. It is about completely abolishing what this system is, what it represents. And if we can get there, then we can understand how we create new systems. But right now, nobody's really interested in creating new systems. They're creating and they're interested in pacifying people in order to move beyond this. And that's the problematic part because we keep repeating the same fucking thing over and over again at the expense of black lives. And the fact that I'm a black life, 
that's problematic to me in fucking exponential and biblical terms. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, and I'm sure you are, be sure to catch the guys for Decoding 40 After Dark every Monday night at 11 p.m. if you're on the East Coast and 8 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, it's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 After Dark. Derek Chauvin was just convicted, and he has not been sentenced at this time. And it was very unusual that the blue wall of silence fell and that the chief of police testified against him and other officers testified against him. Um, this is definitely a landmark case. But do you guys think that this is going to make any dent or any change in the behavior of police and or accountability moving forward? No. Why? It already hasn't. And while the trial is going on, we had like five or six incidences with the police. Right. And and think of, and th- again, I'm just echoing what I've been hearing. And I think holds true. Look what had to happen for them to get a guilty conviction for this guy. You had to have it on video. You had to see someone actually die on video. You had to have a pandemic going on in which the entire world was slowed down enough to pay attention hmm. to the trauma and the victimization of black people by the police. Mm-hmm. And even with that, all of us were on pins and needles with the <laughs> expectation that there's a possibility that yeah, this guy yeah, might bro. get off. Yeah. Cause we've seen it so many times. We've seen it. And that, that's, that's part of, that's part of our trauma. Exactly. Right? But, but here's the thing. It's like, I don't expect things to change overnight because there has to be legislative changes before there's going to be changes on the ground. Heads have to fly. People have to lose their jobs. There has to be examples made before there's going to be any changes because until that happens, there's no motivation for the police to do things differently because if they can bust heads and continue to bust heads and not and get away with it, why stop busting heads? But if you bust heads and you get you go to prison, or you try to cover it up and your and your and your body cam gives you up and you go to prison, shit's gonna change a little bit, especially when when you're not protected by the union and you can be sued personally. I love that they took that away. This this immunity. Here's the thing that I thought. One of the things that I thought Dr. Umar said that was interesting. If you look at the anti-hate bill that was passed by Congress, 96 to 1, I think, and this had to do with the anti-Asian, anti-Pacific American hate bill. This is based on a year of study and review of what's been happening in terms of violent crimes against Asian Americans. We have so many points of reference in terms of the Black people that have been violated by the police. Joe Biden should have written an executive order immediately, immediately, even if it was just circumstantial and honorific. There should have been something to say this shit needs to stop right now. Yes, he's talked about it, but this is just words. We need literal action from the federal level to say this shit needs to stop. 
And that's problematic for me, particularly for someone who has pandered to black people, particularly for someone who was saved by black people in his campaign. And you don't have the fucking wherewithal to say, yo, I'm going to just say this shit needs to stop. They're trying to pit African-Americans against Asians, against African-Americans, against Latinos, African-Americans against Africans African immigrants. Sure. They're trying to distract us with this shit. People of color are in trouble and have been in trouble in this country for a long time. Whether you're whether you're Asian, whether you're black, whether you're Indian, whether you're Mexican, it doesn't matter. We've been in trouble. But my question is why is it when there's legislation on the floor that will potentially protect black folk? that that becomes so controversial that either it can't even get a vote or it gets voted down. But you have this Asian American vote, hate vote, 96 to one. And the only one fucking dissenting person, I don't know what happened with the other five or other four, not the other three is this dumbass from, uh, I don't even know where he's from Missouri. I'm just saying, it's it's pressurized and it doesn't really have any teeth. What does it have teeth? This whatever bill that they're passing. It has no it has no teeth. It's it's an honorarium. I have to read it. But well, can we even get a fucking honorific uh law passed? Can we get the John Lewis voting here, rights passed? But can we get the George I'm, I'm Floyd? Just, uh, I'm just saying law it has us saying that we need a specific law for black people. When we don't need a specific law for black people, we don't need a specific law for Asian people. We need white people to stop violating everybody. <laughs> if we can make that a law for white people to stop violating everybody, then we'd be good. But but here's right? the problem. Wait a minute, but, wait. but they you can't make but, it illegal but, for me to but, harass you. But, you but they <laughs> add the they add the Asian thing to separate us all. So now so now we can't come together. And understand each other because oh the Asians got a law we didn't get a law Asians got I, a law Indians I wouldn't even didn't get look at it like that I w- I would look at it and I would say to the Asian community yeah. then they need to support the George Floyd Act Justice Act I would agree with that I'm sure there's a lot but to do at the same time you you can't legislate morality that's God damn you and, can. And, God damn you can you can, you can. try. You, you, no, <laughs> is you it illegal to kill run. somebody that you're pissed off at? Yes, that's an is act. It illegal, that's not is it illegal that's to not do morality. drugs. It's illegal to that's do drugs. morality. No, it's not illegal to. It do is drugs. illegal to do drugs. It is not illegal to do drugs. It is illegal to possess drugs. It is illegal to sell drugs. It is Wait, not no. illegal to use drugs. No, that's using not true. drugs is not a crime. You could. Yes, so, you can. You, you, how many you tell me you can't go to up? you can't go to jail for a uh, driving. They, they change it from driving uh, driving drunk to driving under the influence. That Why? is an act. That that's not using drugs. That's using drugs and operating a motor vehicle. That's illegal. Exactly. So what? So, so, so using drugs so, is illegal. No, using drugs is not illegal. Using drugs at drinking is not illegal, right? Drinking and flying a plane that has 300 people in it is. Wow, Same thing. You are really cutting a line. That's right true. I get what no, I'm saying. not. You but are. You know, true. Because no, so here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you have a and I'm just making this up. But if you, so if, if you're you in the a, possession of a crack pipe, 
Do you go if to you jail? have an ounce of drugs, if you have an ounce of drugs, not anymore. If you have an ounce of drugs and you use them and you walk up the street and you're high, right? But you can maintain and you can walk up the street and the cop pulls you over and said, did you use anything? And they say, no. And you're not doing anything. You have not committed a crime. Okay, the but you no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. under the age of the crime. Having, having used drugs is not a yes. crime. But, Using but drugs is a crime. So if a cop walks no. up and you are no. smoking, you are smoking crack. That's possession. It's okay. possession because you haven't ingested it. Once you ingest it, you're done. There's nothing the cop could do. You're done. What? Using so not, drugs is not a crime. Pos- so that's, that's not using drugs. So that's not using drugs. Okay, well, anyway. I already use drugs. If you're 20 and you this have- This has been brought to you by drink- the Mac Burnett Law Firm. <laughs> that will Stop guarantee- using my government. Go ahead. That will Yo, if, if you're drinking, if you're drinking, he said, "Stop using this." And you're and you're under tw- <laughs> and you're under twenty one. <laughs> That's know illegal. Knows it's all over. It's all over this. I know. This podcast. It's fine. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right. But if you're under twenty one and you're drinking, that's illegal. Be- because because uh huh you're underage. So we uh-huh. we've created a morality around possession. Sir, you are guilty. Guilty. That is safety. That's Guilty, not morality. Sir. That's safety. That's safety for for young people. Mm, that is it's a moral judgment. It's a moral judgment. You can is go to London. Moral? You can go to England. You can go to England, and you're 16 year old. Six, 16 is the legal age okay. to drink. So, so should a 13 year old drive a car? Some 13 Why not? have to drive a car. Is that a moral judgment, or is that I, just a? Capacity? I was driving cars at 13. What do you, yeah. That's not a moral. That's a capacity. But you're 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 capacity. Uh, it's capacity. You're, you're comparing apples to oranges right now. I, I'm not. Morality I'm saying, I'm and, and capacity is yeah. definitely different. Right. So what I'm saying is, is that y- young people should don't have necessarily the capacity to drink a bottle of a, a wait, fifth wait, wait. of vodka. You, you you have the capacity to go to war at 18, but you don't so, have the capacity to drink a beer. I disagree with that. I think people should be able to drink at 18. Right. So would you say that's moral? That's a moral decision? That law that law is a moral decision, not that's not capacity. About capacity. If you if you're willing to if if we say that you can put your life on the line, sure. Then you you're saying that that same person can't be responsible. They're responsible with killing people, but they can't be responsible for drinking a beer. Mind you, these numbers are made up. I don't know why 18 makes you more right. responsible than 16. Because I don't think I was more responsible at 18 than I was at 16. For sure. No, I, I was definitely more responsible. <laughs> I wasn't responsible was to about 28. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't pull out until I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! And there we I have it, not, folks. I did not pull out till I was twenty-three. And so, there we have it, folks. Yeah. And oh, is that the end of the show? No. Damn it! Bro. No, no, I'm saying no. I'm just saying. And there we have it. Oh, that is the oh. moment of zen. Oh. I didn't pull out till I was twenty-three. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I think that's the name of the show. <laughs> I didn't pull out till I was twenty-three. Yes. Don't <laughs> pull out till twenty-three. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Like no sleep till Brooklyn. So, so, <laughs> but again, it's like, I think, I think you can make a law. So for example, let's take, let's, and I really don't want to, this is a slippery slope, but abortion. Yeah. You can't, you can't, the, the whole, the whole pro-life movement to me is fascinating to me 
because they're trying to legislate the morality of someone saying what they want to do with their body from a medical perspective. You're trying to stop me from well, having about, a medical procedure. Well, what about euthanasia? Right. Same thing. That's, no, that's, it's not. Well, it's a moral, it's, it's, it's a moral law. It's a moral but law. You, right, but you shouldn't be able to legislate that. That's what so I'm saying. So you're saying, saying suicide like, should be legal or euthanasia no. should be legal? No, I, 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 I don't know. But at what point do, at what point, well, the, the whole conversation about, started because you said you can't, you can't legislate morality, morality. and you, you, you can, but we do. But that's, that's what America saying. does. We, know, we and, do, but, but oh, that's, you, but that's the problem. Can't see, you can't see problem. titties on TV, right? You can't turn on network television and see titties. You oh, can't you tell me that's not a moral. That's not, what you want to see you watch titties it. on TV? That was, you watching the wrong channel. You got personal. I said network television. You can't turn on NBC and see titties. So you want to? You can't open your newspaper. You want to see titties on NBC? No, I'm just saying it's a moral law. Oh, I thought you were. You can't open your newspaper and see titties on page three. But if you go to London, you can see titties. Right, but 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 on the third page of the newspaper. I like the way he says titties. He, yeah, he's he's committed. He he's committed. It, it, to it, right? He says it with a, a certain panache. <laughs> yeah, you got you. It comes from my love of titties, Alaric. You say titties, whiskey and titties, <laughs> whiskey and titties. That's the movie. It's like I say, I say Brooklyn. That's very different Wait, than the dude in best. I was like, the title of the show. Brooklyn. <laughs> the title of the show is whiskey, whiskey and titties. And titties. Whiskey and titties. Hey, Listen when we get titties. when we make it big, uh, we're gonna open a place in Atlanta called Whiskey and Titties. Whiskey and Titties. And titties. I like that. Whiskey Titties. Smoke cigars, drink whiskey, and there whiskey is titties. Whiskey Titties. Whiskey Titties. Oh, that that's the VIP package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can but, you can but, choose between the five different whiskeys. But to that point, to that point, whether you want to see breasts or not in a newspaper, they stop them from doing it. That doesn't stop people from viewing breasts online. It just doesn't stop it. So, you know what I'm no, saying? But I, I think well, there's, a, there's a law. There's a law that you can't display breasts in certain ways. Right. Yes. It's a law. But, but, but it is. But but is it effective? Yes. That doesn't mean you can't see titties. But it is effective, though. But then it's not effective. But then what's the point? It is well, I can see titties. I could go upstairs in my house right now. My wife is sleeping, and I, I can see titties if I want to. That sounds like such a violation. Let's, let's, it does, right? Let's it sounds like a titty. <laughs> it's not like you're going to pull back the curtain. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're going with that. Where were you going with that? Where were you going with that? I don't know. I have no idea. If you want to see titties, you can see titties. Like come over my butt. You like, can't. I'm going to see titties right now. All right, but you can't see titties on television. <laughs> but uh, we can see titties no at your house. Yeah. Like, what? Well, no, I can see titties at my house. Oh, oh okay. You can oh, see titties right. at my. Okay. You did make. You did make it sound like it was community. You're right. Whoa, You're right. Whoa, 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 right. Whoa. I made it sound like anybody could come by. Right, 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 right. Like wait titties. a minute, what? No, whoa, no, no, whoa, whoa, no, no. Whoa. I be a small see fee. In my house, you have to go to your own homes to see your own titties. <laughs> Community titties.com. <laughs> oh, right. my God. Wow, I love this right. show. Hi, honey. <sighs> all right. I wonder how she's going to take that part of the uh, show. Yeah, that's all right. This week's libation. 
All right. Uh, what's everybody drinking? What did we learn today? Did we learn anything today? What did we learn? I'm drinking Widow Jane. Um, make sure you use ice. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. I had a Guinness. I'm, I'm drinking a beer. Um, as I said earlier, uh, thanks to my uh, brother, Vin, we went out for drinks. And I had my first beer in like a year, over a year. And I am drinking Delirium Nocturnum, which is a brilliant Belgian ale. Uh, family brewery. Um, I think said ale. It's amazing. Yo, shout out You know why he called it ale? Because that shit probably cost ten dollars a bottle. That's why he called it ale. It does <laughs> cost ten dollars a bottle. <laughs> exactly. That's why he said beer. He said ale. It's a fine <laughs> ale. It's a it's fine ale. They get ten dollars. <laughs> and I'm drinking good. Kansas, the white whiskey. Oh, white. White. white, white. I've it's never a, seen a white, white whiskey before. Whiskey, it's actually it's gonna, pretty fucking good. It's gonna be it's my favorite whiskey good. from now on. It's white power. See, then I, I don't know if it's gonna be my favorite, but I'm white, gonna drink it again. White tears are not free. What? Mm. The, what else? What else? That's what. That's what I learned today. White tears are not free. What else did we learn today, fellas? That we got about a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going on the live. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Decoding 40. We appreciate you. Uh, Hold on to Black Innocence. Yes. Hold on. Call us. Tell us what you think about the show. 608-618-4040. Make Join sure us you on the live us. every Friday night. Every Friday oh, night. Every Monday a, night. Sorry. Every Monday night. No one is there Friday night. night. No right. one is there Friday night. I was like, did, did he just change our live? <laughs> <day? laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. 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 Peace.